Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Just a little bit more. I've turned you down a little bit. You're a bit booming. Was I? I yeah. do apologise. I'll try a to tremendous, be less booming. A tremendous presence you were. Not quite Brian Blessed, though. No, but who could be? No, I mean, no one. Exactly. I wonder what Brian Blessed's dad was like. I reckon he's small and timid. You think? Yeah, I reckon so. We'll have to get in touch with Brian Blessed and find Give out. A holler. Yeah. Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be. Well, I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Cal Noble. And I've got a big ulcer, so all my S's are coming out. Oh, big ulcers. Yeah. Have not... you tried just chugging Bongella? Uh, it does. It, uh, I, mean, uh, you, I, I mean, I've used a lot of Bongella, yeah. um, but it's not really helping. It's not really helping. It helps mm. for about five minutes while I shuffle the... something, and then yeah, it's and agony then, again. And then it just goes away. So awful. I'm going to be talking with a lisp... Uh, for for this episode okay good uh first up uh, we've got to make some corrections to last week um yeah. been a while since we've had to do this but it's been a while since we've done any of it it's very true uh so uh eagle-eared that's not a thing eagle-eared listeners <laughs> eagle-eared listeners <laughs> <laughs> big ears, oh, aren't they? Eagles. eagles famous for big ears eagle-eared listeners uh uh, no, so I didn't edit in uh, the uh, celebratory old Lang Syne music when we switched over to 1957. Yep. So uh, I'm just, just going to say it now, and I'll edit it in, and uh, we'll have a bit of a thing. So uh, happy, happy New, New Year! Year! Yeah, woo! Yeah, yeah, that was a party bubble, was it? Yep. All right. You woo! can tell by the hand action. Uh, so uh, last week uh, we crossed over into 1957. Uh, we did, and uh, I've I've now applied the appropriate celebratory tone. Uh, to that situation. Yep. Uh, so what happened last week? We reached some conclusions about Wiley Coyote. Uh, we did, yeah, um, because oh, Wiley Coyote. Yep, because because we, we saw two different Wileys. So uh, going forward, Wiley Coyote is the genius inventor. Yep. And uh, Wiley Coyote is uh, his sort of Frankenstein sort of yeah of himself thing that he put into the Thunderdome bit. Yeah, and we think there's another one knocking around somewhere as well. We think Ralph Wolf yes. might be might be in that sort of vein. So yeah. we think he's had various like Mark One, Mark Two sort of situations on that project. Yeah. Um. So that has addressed uh, that, and also why the one in the thing can't speak. Um, yep. He's just a, he's he's broken down basically. It's like a long time ago. He's like a bumblebee. Yeah. But he doesn't have radio. He can't turn into a car. Yeah. That would help him. I mean. Probably, I mean, he can a little bit. He definitely does some weird, fast movement stuff. By the way, that's maybe tune stuff rather than car stuff. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's going to be turning into a car anytime soon. No, I um, think that would really ruin the format of the uh, <laughs> of the yeah. Wiley Coyote episodes. Yeah, yeah I do. Uh, we did see um, my well, my one of my favorite cartoons last uh, last week was the Three Little Bops. Three Little Bops was great. Yep. Um, we answered some questions about hell. Yep. Hell is just there and either operates on a different timeline or like just is ever present hell has its yes time it's that time in hell um what else did we have uh our elmer fudd uh and the tv station that was right at the very start 
Yeah, that didn't do as much for me as I thought it would. I thought that was going to no. really answer some questions, but uh, we, you know, we see Elmer still in a position of power and uh, a lot of money. Still, he's still rocking that. Yep, uh, the Honey Mousers. Uh, so, the, like, the, I think what we classic domestic violence made made it's made fun, isn't it? Yeah, but it's just made could, fucking fun. A, 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 I no. think I think one of the things that we talked about quite a lot from that was. Um, how things that are happening in the background uh, when something turns sentient or turns super sentient colour it has it has an yeah has an effect which is why we've seen um, those characters manifest in mice and cats so far. Well, since a few years ago, well, it's quite a long time ago actually, probably in the forties, where you had celebrities seemingly holidaying in the Tooniverse. Yeah, uh, there's more uh, recognisable uh, celebrities from our world there, and that's why we're seeing sort of animal versions of yes. those people and whoever's sort of popular at the time. Yeah. Um, so we've got to kind of assume uh, a broader universal acknowledgement of entertainment from our world just as we see entertainment from their world. Yes. Um, um, so there are now two versions at least of the um, honeymooners in yeah. there. There's a cat version and a mouse version. Yeah. So, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how many more. I mean, you know, is there an ant version? Is there... Oh, that'd be good. I'd like an. I like. I'd like more ant centric. Yeah, tunes. it'd be quite good. Uh, we also uh, we went and visited a zoo as well. Not yeah. us physically. Uh, one of the Tweeties in prison, rightfully so. Yep. Pepe's in prison, rightfully so. <laughs> yep. um, but it, but it confirmed like hundred percent that that there is a prison because of the way the guard was talking to. Um, like the various, yeah. It just felt inmates. like you know. It felt like just the guard you sort of know because he sees yeah. every day and he you know there are people who are on good behavior and there's people who he he despises yeah and you know it just felt prisony and it's it, it like it did it's like right that's a tick it's a tick that was actually our first tick i think of the new season full I think, <laughs> yeah i think i think it was um so uh we're kicking off today with some more wily e. coyote um and roadrunner but then uh we're gonna run straight into uh a Bugs Bunny episode, which I think could be a big one. because uh, I I think I remember this one. It's got Bugs and Daffy, but it's yep. also got uh, Hassan, Sultan, and a genie. Now, right, Bug, yeah. Bugs' powers come straight from the genie's lamp mouth finger. His, lamp, bum. Mouth, his lamp mouth finger. <laughs> Wis- um, wispy bum? <laughs> wispy bum? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Comes straight from the genie's wispy bum. See, that's a, that sounds good, that. Yeah. It's, it's a popular saying where I'm from. Uh, so we're going to watch a Wile E. Coyote number. I don't think we're going to get too much from that because we made some big conclusions last time, but I've been wrong before. Yep. Um, that's called Scrambled Arches from January 26th, 1957. And then we're going to go straight into Alibaba Bunny, which is a Bugs, Daffy, Hassan, Sultan and Genie number from February 9th, 1957. <laughs> Classic scrapes there. Oh, it's, it's just it's just so on point. I, I I absolutely love that episode. That is definitely the episode I remember from when I was a kid. Yeah, I vaguely remember bits of it, but um, like it's been recontextualized for me in a mm. number of ways. Okay. Well, should we start with the the Wiley one? Uh, yeah, and then I mean, we'll move on to the onto the juicy nugs. Yeah. So I have some small things in the Wiley one, but they're not. <laughs> it's nothing world changing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say. All right. Well, firstly, I think there's been budget cuts on the show. Right. 
just uh, the backgrounds, a lot of them just look like they're sort of painted on the walls and things like that. And it right. didn't really look like that before. No. So, oh, we need some trees back in, presumably because his various traps have wrecked the local foliage. Or used a lot of the wood. Or used a lot of the wood. Yeah. And so now they're just going, fuck it. We'll, we'll paint, just paint it on. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, Roadrunner's sponsorship is definitely going strong. Yeah. Because uh, Wiley had his best plan yet, which uh, he, he chased Roadrunner with a steamroller, which he somehow managed to push up a hill with a tiny wheel and yep. like, two-stroke. <laughs> He put up a big sign that said, in case of steamroller, take detour. To yep. the detour, to a big sign that said escape tunnel. Just and that led into a cannon. Um, that, that, I, I was like, wow, this is, this is pretty good for, like, do you know what? For, for, for Wiley. For once, he's got it going on. But Roadrunner's peeps were definitely there first because they must have used either a portable hole, which we've seen before, yep. or that hole paint yep. to redo it so Roadrunner could exit dimension basically yes yeah yeah uh and foiling wiley's plan because he uh he lights the cannon nothing happens uh until he obviously sticks his head in and looks down the tunnel at which point i presume roadrunner's lot with their own cannon just fired it and roadrunner jumped on top of a cannonball yeah and- I, like, it was remarkable he was he was stood atop the cannonball as it was flying down the basically street. as as we've known for a long time the fit the fix is in yes like no one's no one's going to help Wiley. He's trapped there for eternity. Although at the end, uh, he did, his sign said, "This is the end," and I think that's the most sort of final words yeah, we've that's ever true. had from Wiley. Yeah. Um, but yeah, didn't add much. There's a few things about the general physics of things. Yeah, Newton's third law, not a thing. Not a thing. Um, you can put a fan on uh, your boat. Yeah. And point it at the sail and, and it that will, will propel you yeah um also uh just uh there was a little gravity triangle confirmation but um wiley clearly isn't aware of the gravity triangle no because uh, at one point uh in a backfiring trap an anvil breaks off the sort of bit of rock that wiley is on up at the top of the cliff doesn't fall classic tune style he yep. turns around he looks at the gap and becomes aware that he should be falling, which is an important part of the gravity triangle. Yep. But I think his mistake was grabbing onto the bit of rock he was on. Because at that point, it ceased to be an unaware piece of rock yep. that isn't going to fall and became an aware coyote holding a rock. Yeah, And that was the mistake. And that's when he plummeted to his to his doom. So it's good to see the gravity triangle holds up. Yep, it's, it's definitely been reinforced. But also the... Um, the fact that he doesn't know about the gravity triangle suggests uh, not an abundance of schooling. Yeah, I mean, because the thing is, there's a lot of people like, in our world that don't understand the fire triangle, for example. Well, yes, I so. it's true. But the fact that, uh, like, I don't get the impression he has an abundance of schooling uh, follows up that, uh, you know, lends support to the idea that he is a creation of Wiley yes. Coyote. Yeah, um, because Wiley Coyote would know. Yes, um, but like it seems like kind of abandoned the project quite early. I think yes. didn't, didn't yeah yeah in a classic Frankenstein sort of thing. Didn't give it the attention and like it, he, ju- uh, he just went oh required. there's a game show I could make some money out of that let's ship it off to that exactly um, because he clearly spent some time with Wiley Coyote. That's where he got his sort of inventive sort of spirit from. Yeah, because like his his standard day to day is like 
trying to emulate genius inventor yeah. Wiley Coyote. But unfortunately, just not. He just whiffs it slightly. He just doesn't quite understand some of the base concepts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not not much to add apart from that. That's that's what I got out. Um, of, uh, I mean, of there Wiley was uh, freeze dried rocks. That was pretty good. Uh, oh yeah, ju- just had water. Uh, yeah, just had water boulders. Um, neutral buoyancy wasn't a thing either. Uh, so he had a um, a balloon, which I assume was filled with some sort of floaty gas, um, and he had it tied around an anvil. But he was pushing the anvil, and he was struggling really to struggling, push it because yeah. it was a heavy anvil. And it's just like as soon as you push that off the cliff, it's but, not going to float. But also, it did. Yeah, that's it, and it went up. So I mean, I think, but so maybe buoyancy has a similar sort of triangle to gravity because, like. That seems to me like there's an awareness issue. Well, as well. I mean, it needed it needed to the anvil needed to not be touching the ground yes. for the buoyancy to take effect. So there's some sort of uh, like intermolecular adhesion. Yeah, when a heavy object is on the ground, and a that's heavy what object keeps it on there. the ground will be he- too heavy to lift. Yeah, but as soon as it's off the ground, off something with a helium balloon attached, it'll float. It'll be up there. So yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I think for a long time, these episodes have mainly served to be our window into tuned science. Yeah. Because uh, they don't... Like, it's a constant loop. The same sort of thing happens every episode. But we do get to see uh, physics in action. Yeah. And, and that's what we can really take from those. Uh, yeah. And I, mean, I, I think that's pretty much all we're going to end up taking from it. Um... Because the next one's far juicier. It is uh, as, as, as I was saying right at the start. This is a, this is the one that I remember um, from when I was a kid. Uh, it's a pretty classic, uh, a pretty classic episode. Um, it's the one I thought the first Genie Bugs episode was yes. going to be all yep. those years ago, but it wasn't. This was it now. Um, so uh, as as is uh, Bugs's want, he's uh, he's travelling underground uh, and he gets himself lost. Um, he's not travelling. I think the same, exactly the same way as he would normally travel underground because he has Daffy in tow. Yes, absolutely. And I think he has Daffy in tow for a very special purpose, mm. which uh, you know, we'll get to in a bit. Um, but it's... You've got uh, the Sultan, uh, and he is uh, giving it the old closed sesame on his cave full of riches. Uh, he leaves Hassan in charge um, of guarding it, uh, and he goes off on his uh, clockwork camel. Um, because it's definitely squeaking and clanking yep. uh, like a clockwork camel. Uh, he, he goes off into the sunset, uh, bugs, tunnels under, hits Hassan's sword, goes round it underground um, and into the cave, and Hassan spends ages trying to work out... Trying every what, S word, Yeah, which I'm not going to say any of them because nope. it hurts. In fact, also, uh, I've been meaning to bring this up, uh, uh, when we go into the t- cartoons at the end of this bit, can you read the things because like <laughs> 1957 is a really really painful thing to have to say with uh, big yes. When you're yes i can um so yeah like what i think what's interesting about that is uh i think we have to assume that that's now or at least then it has to be happening in 1957 i think it is um yes. as opposed to it being back in time because bugs can travel back in time but I don't know if he can take anybody with him. Well, I absolutely believe it's 1957 uh, because okay. uh, I think Bugs has brought Daffy there for a special purpose. Because okay. basically, Daffy Daffy wants all the treasure. He really does. Um, Bugs has to sort of uh, give 
a portion of it away, or at least nominally, to Hassan yep. by pretending to be a genie. But I believe Bugs has taken Daffy there to bring Daffy into the super powerful fray. Right, uh, okay. To meet a genie and have him as his second in command. Yeah. Um, because towards the end, when Daffy's loading up all his treasure, he finds the lamp. Yeah. Uh, and gives it a rub, and a genie comes out. But Daffy, being A, bolshy, <laughs> yeah. and B, just really acting on instinct 100% of the time. Yeah. Uh, whiffs it and says, "Now nah, you just want my gold. I don't want any of this." Yeah, and stamps um, the genie back in. Unfortunately, the genie doesn't like that very much and zaps Daffy. Yeah, I think Bugs brought him here to basically go, "Look, guy's going to come out of that lamp, and you can have a couple of wishes, but what one of them needs to be, I want to be the most powerful duck in the world." Yeah, uh, and uh, unfortunately, that didn't come off. No, but at the end, uh, the genie has zapped Daffy and he's shrunk all down, and Bugs is not happy about it. Bugs, no. Bugs just like he's ducks, he turns up, he's tiny, and he just traps him in a clamshell with closed sesame. So Bugs, I think, was was making a leadership move here. I don't think he was lost at the start at all. No, because he used the same excuses every time he's lost. He should have turned, turned, turned left, left to Albuquerque. Albuquerque, and he didn't. Uh, which I think, actually, and he had no interest in the treasure at all, which is quite interesting. No, because he knew he didn't want to touch any of it. No, absolutely. He was just there to get Daffy some. So, how long do we think uh, Daffy uh, was small for? Like, do you reckon the genie just did it for a small amount of time, made him small for a bit? No, I think I think without some intervention, I think Daffy's small. Okay, <laughs> it's good to know. I mean, you know, I'm hoping he'll have that intervention, but probably uh, not before a, a good long stint in the clam. Yes, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think he's going to be clammed up for a bit. Because now Bugs has got to find another genie. Because I think the reason it's taking this long is because it's like, you've got to find a genie. Yes. And, like, guaranteed location of a genie, and then go on a quest. Yeah. Um, which, luckily, Bugs can do, do quite, quite easily. promptly. Yeah, but, yeah. But, yeah, so he's not happy, because now he's got to find another genie. Ah, it's... He pissed that one off. It... We know other genies exist. Yes. We've seen them in the witch's house. Yeah. And somewhere else, I think. But, yeah, we know other genies are around, so... So, yeah, so, so there's options. I mean, Daffy's already pretty powerful, so that's something. But he is very small now. Whatever he's made of is harder than diamond because Hassan chops through his, like, diamond hat. Yeah. It's like a big diamond for a top hat. He chops through that, and it chops through, like, a, a feather yeah. on Daffy's head. But, but no it feather. stops at the skull. Yeah. And I don't think that was tremendous swordsmanship on Hassan's part. No. I think I think I think I Hassan think he, was trying to get through I Daffy. I think he intended to cleave Daffy in twain. I think um, he did. And uh yeah. So at least he's hardy, but he's very wee now. He is very wee. Um so I mean I think that moves us on to uh the next I think we're going to go for this in a two, aren't we? A twosie, um, I think so. Yeah, so we've got uh Go Fly a Kit which it stars cats, bulldog, customer Counterman. Yeah, so... Uh, Not going to get much from this, I don't no, think. No, no specific individual, really, whatsoever. No, uh, but then we're going to follow it up with uh, Tweety and the Beanstalk, uh, which is, I think, pretty self-explanatory. That one has uh, Sylvester, Tweety, Hector the Bulldog, Giant, and Mouse. And I was interested in this one particularly uh, for two reasons. One, even if we don't get much out of the Cats and Bulldog situation, Cats... Uh, are you know a big part of the Sylvester yep. bit, and uh, you know got a bulldog. It might got be a, a bulldog. Hector. We don't know. It, it, it might be a clone watch sitch. But the other reason I was interested is that in uh, the one we just watched, Alibaba Bunny, 
uh, one time when Hassan's chasing them and Bugs is pretending to be the magical genie guy. Yeah. Uh, he sends Hassan up a rope into the clouds. He does. Like, which is, uh, has giant traditionally been giant territory. Yeah. And now we've got a sort of beanstalk cloud kingdom episode. So you're thinking Hassan might be up there? Well, I'm just wondering, like, how much, like, are there multiple giant territories and they're all in the clouds? Or is there an entire cloud kingdom? I mean, I reckon that answer might come in one of these episodes. That's what I'm hoping. So uh, we're going to watch Go Fly a Kit, which is a Cats Bulldog customer counterman number from uh, February 23rd, 1957. And we're going to follow that up with Tweety and the Beanstalk, which is Sylvester. Tweety, Hector the Bulldog, Giant and Mouse from March 16th, 1957. A flying cat. Yeah. Um, I liked how this cat flies. Yeah, it's just like a little... It's not even a propeller. just no. like wiggles its tail but, like but, a... Like, I find it interesting how, like, it flapping its arms... Nada. ...did nothing. Zero, zilch. But twizzling its tail around, oh, yeah, that's fine. Flies a bit like tails from Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, Except yeah, yeah. just one tail. It's very, very small. Yeah. So, th- so this one, it starts out at a... Um, an airport where the plane uh, lands. It just goes in a straight line and lands. Yeah, so... The uh, airport is tilted at, at an extreme angle, I assume, or re- raised really high. No, I, yeah, I, I think uh, just all airports are at 35,000 feet. feet. So you've got to get a big ladder there. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> you've got to, like, it's a schlep up, yeah. to, up to any airport. You've really got to want it. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go on holiday? Yeah. You're, yeah. you're going to have to... Or all airplanes fly really low. Or you spend a long time in a lift. You get very, yeah, you get very familiar with the Muzak. girl from <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so it starts it starts at the airport uh, where there is um, a torso and arms having a cup of coffee from a disembodied voice, um, uh, which I, mean, I think had a hand. I mean, they're sort of like leg people. Yeah, but, but they're but the torso and arm people. <laughs> yeah. Are they different to leg people though? We... I I think they are different, and they combine to make giants. Oh. I like that. Potentially. Are they head people? Uh, there's going to have to be, isn't there? There's going to be a lot of headless giants walking about. Uh, so there they have, well, the customer's having a cup of coffee um, and he's like, oh, what, what's up with this cat? And there's a cat there uh, waiting for something uh, and the disembodied voice goes, oh, uh, she's waiting for her boyfriend. And then sort of Tess tells us the story. Yeah, it tells us a story about uh, a cat who got adopted by an old eagle um, who raised it. And you know, taught it to fly and how to how to be an eagle. Um, and yeah, the, the the cat leaves the nest uh, as is uh, the the way of things. Flies off into the uh, into the wide open world. Um, tries to make friends with some crows. Uh, doesn't manage that because the crows get very scared and they seem to have a very odd way of flying themselves. They just bash into each other's faces. I thought they might be trying to combine into some sort of super super crow. bird. They they fail. They do every they just, time. They just keep bashing like, their head off. And, and like, like, like like fusion does not work for them. No. Um, like um station from Bill and Ted. Yes, that's what they were trying to do. Uh, but no, they are not Martians. Um, so yeah, that uh, that that happens. But then uh, the cat looks down and he sees um, who we now know is his girlfriend slash wife. Um, has uh, is being chased by a bulldog, which looks remarkably like Hector, but brown. 
Uh, so, at first, because he's quite raggedy, thought it might be a clone watch situation. But, yeah, uh, he's got three toes. He has got he has got three toes. So I think what we're seeing here is just a pretty standard bulldog. Um, and you know, they they are sort of like hero cat at this point. The flying cat uh, has the ability to uh, kind of swoop down, scratch the back of the top of this uh, bulldog, and then rescue um, his soon to be love, uh, who he deposits on a tree branch. And then goes like you know, kind of like, oh, watch this shit. Goes back down and just teases the dog for a bit. Yeah. Um that's kind of the whole the the whole story. Yeah, because at the end that. he just sort of turns up and they're in love and they've got uh, some little kids. They, so they have got kids. All the kids can fly. Now there's two things I don't understand here. Wait, One, he has to fly south for the winter. Yeah, but I think why? Just, no, but I think that's just because he. I think he just does it with his family. But eagles don't do that. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's true. It's an old eagle. It, yeah, it's one old eagle. It's not his family. It's, he doesn't go on vacation with his family, like down south. But I'm fairly certain he, eagles do don't migrate. About. I'm fairly certain eagles don't migrate. I mean, I am not an eagleologist, okay? But I'm saying now, on all certain terms, eagles don't migrate. So he doesn't need to migrate. And he's a cat. Because he's not going out with a bird. He knows he's a cat. <laughs> He's going out with a cat. Yeah. He, has, he has cat kids. That's true. And why does he need to come back to an airport? He can land wherever he wants. He's not a chartered flight. Well, he lands more like a plane than the plane did. Yeah, but he doesn't have to. That's just he can he just land straight. He's like a Harrier, Harrier drum jet, like a helicopter or something, isn't he? He, he, he can land straight. But why Why at the airport? Well, I think... Um, why does it... Like, like, is, is he being licensed now? Like, now that he's joined the real world, does he have to be licensed to fly? Well, joining the joining the civilised world is something I really wanted to talk about in relation to this episode, because... Okay. Firstly, I struggled to work out whether the cats and the eagle were, like, super sentient, or if they were just... Well, they didn't talk. They didn't talk, but the old eagle turned up with, like, a bottle of milk at the start. Yeah, did she so, get that from the shop or did, did she, she nick it? Yeah, did she nick it? Did she nip down the shop? That was my main well, question. I mean, uh, did you ever get uh, bottles of milk delivered to you? Yeah, um, when we were kids, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so we used to, and one of the things that uh, you used to be able to uh, do was like you just leave like plastic cups out or something like that for the milkman to put over the top because right. birds birds would, would come in and, pe- and peck in the top and eat the cream um, on the on the silver top. So, I mean, we know that birds will steal milk, but they're normally just going from the top. But this. Uh, this eagle, Still having the, the having the claws, decided to take the whole bottle. So my reason for wondering, really, is like he sort of develops his flying powers because he's falling. Because it's when he tries to flap with his arms. Yeah. So that had all the makings of a. He didn't seem stressed though. No, he didn't. when he was on his way down. But like, it had all the makings of a sort of super sentient, yeah. like uh, like advent moment. Yeah, but he just didn't. Still, didn't seem to be. And the other thing that raised the question for me is because, and this might be answered by the torso people thing, which I'd like to loop back round to. Right, is the way the humans spoke about the cat was like it was just a cat. Yes, which uh, you know didn't ring right for me if they were super sentient. Yeah, see, I mean, I, I wasn't seeing any signs apart from what could have been potentially. Um, the like like the main cat's moment um yeah. when it when it fell um i didn't see anything that would lead me to think that they were uh sentient because like the eagle was living in a nest in the mountains somewhere which i mean you know obviously 
it can do, but that seems more like a an eagle trait than it does necessarily a like a sentient yeah um, a sentient creature uh, trait. And then the the cats don't talk. Um, you know, they they they, they express emotion but you know not not what we've seen as being super sentient they're not wearing pants yeah they, they they don't have any items of clothing um well it was just odd to me because the torso people will sort of seem to be running the airport yes and yeah. like i don't know uh, they talked about him a lot like he was a flight coming in which suggested well, it might just be something he's observed. Time well, that's again. it. He, like he's the, this disembodied uh, voice that serves coffee. He he just runs the coffee shop by by the looks of it. So he's probably just there watching all the time. Uh, so he's he's probably just noticed that there's there's this little quirk that happens every year. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. As opposed to, I mean, it's not like they were the flight controllers or anything. It's it true. was just because it wasn't even. I don't even think the customer was a pilot that was stopping for a cup of coffee. Think it well. I think that torso person was just uh, somebody waiting for the waiting for the planes or something. Yeah, I can see that. So, do we want to try and resolve torso people into this world? Because the implication of torso people being separate to leg people, firstly, suggests that leg people, the rest of them, straight up not there. Yeah, and we've definitely seen higher than the legs. And that is that someone that's already merged with a torso person. It could be. I mean, the thing is that obviously we don't know that these people didn't have legs and heads, but we didn't see. Yeah, that. but and we it, also and it don't seems know like where giants thing come to from. But we, we do don't. know they live up in the clouds, and we do know that these torso people have their airports at thirty-five thousand feet. This is true. So we, I mean, what we could have been witnessing here was giant world, giant world, exactly. Because um, we thought for a long time that leg people were sort of an interim, and we know giant eagles are a thing because Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I mean, and because of the Space Jam 2 trailer, that's probably... Lord of the Rings. That's probably part of this. Yeah, uh, and also we know that that eagle was up in the clouds at the top of the mountain. Yeah. So that must be a giant cat. Uh, well, I mean, the cat was still pretty small. It was pretty small, wasn't it? Like, like if it grew up to be proportionally cat-sized rather than kitten-sized... Although, no, it remained a cat. Like it's, it's still a, like, it's fully grown, isn't it? Yeah. So the cat's still... Like small and cat size, yeah. Which means that it must have flown down to meet its wife down in the real world, the non-giant world. But then he goes up there to use the airport. <laughs> God, his wife must have to get in that. No, because if the eagle's giant, yeah, then the cat can still be giant. It's just like so. We think all this took place in the giant world. I think it which would been, explain yeah. the giant bulldog, giant three bulldog. toes, and we know there's a giant bulldog in the in the follow-up yeah, episode, three we toes, saw, and very. Like, that was a giant Hector. So, giant like, flying cat. Giant flying cat. Torso people, probably just giants. Leg people, yep. still that interim species that we had before, because yep. they live down below. They're they're big, but they're not that big. Yeah. Um, they're not giant big. Okay. It's in giant world. It's in giant world. There, there you go. go. Problem solved. I mean, I do wonder, like, what that means for air travel in the real world. Because, like, is the plane... For regular people, and it's flying above the clouds, and that's just how they do it. Ah, so, see, but we've seen we've seen planes land properly in the tomb world. So we've uh, seen planes before. That was a giant like, plane. It's sort of just like cars in the giant world because we've seen the giant world and uh, in 
places where people have been running on land. We've also seen the yeah. giant world in places where it's like just a castle sticking out of the cloud. Yeah. So is it lots of big rocky islands in the sky that they where- have to get between somehow because you can't run on the cloud? Yeah. So they just get a plane and it just scoots completely yeah. laterally. Well, that's it because like, like, like that, that was a plane full of giants coming from a different archipelago. Yeah. Okay. That's Done. Good. Big tick. Big <laughs> that, giant I mean, that, that helps us with the next episode. Yeah. Because the next episode is uh, in the giant world. So Sylvester, uh, he's he's on a farm and, um, you know, there's the classic argument of, oh, what are you doing getting magic beans, blah, 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 chuck them out the window. Uh, Sylvester's having a kip in his bed, uh, which is a box outside. The beans roll underneath and they grow into a giant beanstalk and push him up into the giant world to which he wakes up in the giant world. He's very confused. He's met with a delicious and harrowing sight of a giant Tweety. Yes, which he he gets out of the cage, and then when he sees the giant coming, he legs it, and the giant goes, what are you doing out of your cage? Get back in there. So I think that giant is well aware that this thing needs locking up. I think so, but it could also just be, like, Tweety has any granny in thrall but they mm. can't have a giant in thrall no but the giant does say something really weird at the end though i taught uh, uh, fee five four fat fat i taught i taught a putty tat yeah and that's a tweety thing to say so did tweety learn it from the giant i was wondering that as well because like obviously we've had this long standing idea that there's a tweety prime somewhere yeah, I mean, rather I, massive somewhere that wasn't disgusting enough to be Tweety Prime. No, I it was big enough. I don't think so. But like, we initially thought like a Tweety-sized Tweety grew into Tweety Prime. Yeah. Whereas now, I think there are just some big. Well, I mean, I, I would available. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past Tweety Prime off on his island somewhere, creating his clones to create clones to in, infiltrate the giant world as well. Well, we've seen try and get uh, elephants. Yep. And, like, what's the next logical step? You've got a big old uh, animal from the regular get, world. Get, get another big giants. old animal. But, yeah, it, it, like, we did also see a mouse in this, only very quickly, and Sylvester legged it immediately. On seeing the a giant... The mouse legged it as well. The, the, the mouse did, but I don't think it was a cultist mouse. No. But tweeted, uh, Sylvester didn't know that. I hate when he's interacted with giant mice before, it's been Hippity Hopper, um, and he's normally been pummeled. But if he sees a mouse that's yeah. the size of him, he's got. If, if he thinks it's a cultist mouse, he's doing one, he's and he did. Yeah, he did immediately. But the mouse was like, "Fuck a tiny cat, just any size of cat, big no." Yeah, right. and it and it legged it, and obviously you had giant Hector, which I think is very similar to the uh, the giant bulldog from the other one. Yeah, it is, uh, and so like I'm starting to think that's just not Hector. It's been listed as Hector, but it's not. Yeah, Hector. but I mean, we've so- seen the portal do this before. Absolutely. Especially, if you'd had two toes, I've been like, okay, clone, giant Tweety clone, giant Hector clone. Yeah, right. Job jobbed, but uh, three toes again. So Cinecolor not involved. No. But yeah, like the one I thought I'd get a lot more from was that one, the Sylvester and Tweety one. Yeah. And like, but I it's, think it's created more problems than it's solved. I'm not gonna lie. It, it has, but I do think a lot of the questions that may have arisen in this episode were actually. Uh, tackled quite easily by the Goreflyer kit. Yeah. Uh, Which I think works really nicely. So, so that grouping, it's been a pretty much a big old tick. We've yeah. got some insight into the giant world. Yeah, and how they get about the archipelago. Big, giant, archipelago. 
Archipelago. <laughs> no, no, not an archipelago. Archipelago. There's a difference. Well, I know. Uh, archipelago, archipelago I think there'd is be a lot of like, uh, you know, Yeah, a lot of harmonious voices or yeah. from different islands. Yeah. It's all singing together, making some banging tunes. It's like a barbershop quartet, but they're standing further apart. Yeah. <laughs> it's an archipelago. Excellent. Uh, shall we uh, move on then? Uh, are we going to do two or... I think we should do two. I reckon three. we need to do two because th- I think that we're going to get a reasonable amount from this one uh, because this has Taz in it. And we haven't seen a lot of Taz. No, I think we've seen him before as well. He spoke more than we remembered as well. Yeah. So this is a Bugs Bunny, Tasmanian Devil, Tasmanian She Devil, and Crocodile uh, one, which I think could be quite interesting. And then we're going to follow that up with Ralph Phillips. Yeah. So we're watching uh, Bedevil. I'm going to give it a go. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. I'm going to give. We're watching Bedeviled Rabbit uh, from April thirteenth, nineteen fifty-seven, and Boyhood Days, which is Ralph Phillips. Have you watched a Ralph Phillips? I haven't. Because I think I did that one with Nathan. You, you did, and I think it, I think he was only in so the So Ralph Phillips, I think, is actually quite an important thing in this universe. So Yeah, because he can to, dream things into existence, can't he? can dream things into existence, exactly. Yeah. So we're watching Boyhood Days from April 20th, 1957. <laughs> Some weird stuff in both of those. Yeah, that last one was weird, man. That Ralph one. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't as... Well, in some ways it was, but it wasn't as weird as the last one. Like, so, it didn't feel like stuff was becoming real in that one, into, apart from one moment. Yeah, so, I mean, th- 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 that was going to be my main question, is, like, do you think that the things that he was dreaming there became real only while he was dreaming them, and then as soon as he woke up? They disappeared and went back to normal, or I don't think they were we mo- for the most sequences. part becoming real. Apart from, like, I feel like the intention in the prison one is to get someone to come and open the door. That was the yeah, like they're coming to get you, and then his dad comes and opens the door and lets him outside. Yeah, but there were some weird things going on. I'm pretty sure the dad in the first one was different to the dad in the others and in real life. Maybe he's got more more than one dad. Like, he sent the first dad away. Yeah. Because he wasn't allowed to play in Africa. No. And all the other all the other dads are allowed to play in Africa. So maybe they're all these other dads. He's got one sort of odd one out dad. Who's not allowed to play in Africa because he's too we, young. Yeah, but it was like... It was just really weird. It was like... It was just when... In the second one where he's getting a medal and he's got Mr. and Mrs. Phillips. It's like, that's not the dad I just saw. Yeah, but did you also notice that the uh, the president... Uh, was a torso person. Yeah, the president was a torso person. So. But again, it, this is all in his head. Yeah, US I mean, Air Force? With an S? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't know why that has an S. Very strange. It's but, ca- I think it's because Ralph can't spell. Yeah, this one And is- he holds himself up to a very high level. He does. He's very, very down on himself, and he was in the last one as well. Like, oh, like, uh, like my parents don't really love me because I never amounted to anything. Yeah, it's because you're like six, pal. And he also <laughs> has the weirdest fucking grin in the entire world. It's scary. His, isn't it? his mouth goes long and then curls round itself yeah. over the cheeks. It's like that's disgusting, buddy. But yeah, this one, like, because last the last one, he was daydreaming in a classroom, right? And like, the stuff he was daydreaming he was definitely interacting with other people, and right. There were consequences. Like that to episode those from Bus- Buffy. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But this one, it just seemed to be daydreaming. But maybe it wasn't like. Yeah. I know. 
Like, I kind of get the feeling that, like, when he throws the plane and it turns into a real plane, the plane does fly around the room. Like that. Like that. Yeah. And the Martian ships looked really weird. Like, so I felt and like. And they, they weren't were, Martians inside. They weren't Martians as we know them, certainly. No. But the ships looked really weird. And I was trying to work out what they were based on because it might might have been something he, else he saw in the room. Yeah. That got up and started flying around. Flew about. Yeah. But. But everything seemed to reset quite nicely to normal. So, like, yeah. I think possibly the objects he daydreams into being something do act like that for a while. But will turn once he stops daydreaming them, they'll turn back into the object. Yes. Toy Story style. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. Like, so, like, the little toy tiger becomes a little tiger and runs around. But, yeah, no, odd one. Don't actually think we're going to get that much out of that. I mean, I don't think so. It, it was a fun episode to watch, but, I, you know. Shall we talk about Taz, then? Yes. So, th- so, th- so this is kind of Taz as we know it, I think. Um, yeah, because last time he looked a bit odd. Now he looks like Taz. Yeah, and he acts like Taz. Um, he still speaks a little bit more. Yes. But not a lot. Like, he only said, especially rabbits, clearly. Yes. And yeah, he's yeah. reading that off a page. Yeah. So I think he can maybe do that. I do wonder whether or not he wrote that book. Yeah, so, I mean, I've had some thoughts about Taz because he's got... And, like, there are other things I sort of remember from the, like, the Taz series. Yeah. That say to me, he's he's got quite civilised sensibilities. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, like, he has a family and job and all of that, like, in, like, the Taz series. I'm sure he's got a job. Yeah. But he wears a shirt as well, this, doesn't he? Like, in this one, we think he's married, but or at least yep. has a, has a, 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 a girlfriend. But yeah. Marsha, I think, was the name. But I think he just gets taken over by a madness. I kind of feel like it's almost like someone who's been stranded somewhere for a long time. Like, they used to be, like, a lot more proper. Yeah. But, like, that just sort of gets taken over. Like, you know, he's got his little coconut salt and pepper shakers. He, yeah, yeah. Like, he sits down for dinner. Like, you know. Yeah, like, it, it was an interesting. I mean, the, the, the one of the big things I thought was, like, why Bugs ended up there. So, Bugs uh, comes crashing down in Tasmania in a uh, box of carrots which has been delivered. Now, what I think that is, I think uh, Future Bugs knows he has to interact with Taz, so he's ordered carrots, knowing that in that box of carrots is going to be Bugs, because he's going to get picked up. He was dozing in a carrot field. Because we've had uh, Future Bugs a bit more cautious about his interactions with his past self, and so now it's like, right, I can't just pop in and put some carrots there so, no like, so I, th- I think he's putting a telephone order and to for go, a bunch please of collect this uh, this at this point i was in a carrot patch yeah please collect that these this specific area of the carrot patch yeah i'll pay I'll, I'll pay more i'll pay i'll pay just money just scoop it into a bo- like big box ship that box to here because then he gets his uh carrot timer set yep like you know he knows he's not got too much too much on yeah of importance and he's forced to meet taz he is forced to meet taz so yeah so i do think there's some future bugs involvement but it's on a on a more mundane level than we've seen before yes yeah he's He's just put in a telephone order he's had to pop in like somewhere else in the world yeah and go just ring up ring up (laughs) yeah can i have some carrots please yeah deliver it here cheers bye can i have these specific carrots from these coordinates yeah and and we know he's got access to a large amount of money because I reckon he probably went back to uh, the Sultan's cave. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Grabbed like, all that gold. You've got to fund your operations somehow. Exactly. 
Uh, we learned a fair bit about Taz, though. Uh, like, just witnessing him do his thing. Yeah. He's got tremendous constitution. Yes. Because he eats dynamite and just blows up and he's just like... Yep, that yep, was fine. fine. <laughs> like, but there again, when you, when you can tornado your way through anything... Yeah, Boulder was like the first thing. Yeah. Like, he just went straight through that. Plenty of trees. He got squashed by a tree. That was fine. He can dig straight down into the ground, tunnel through it and pop back up again. That's fine. He doesn't seem to have much choice in that. Or at least, like, if he does, it's like he gets very momentarily distracted by things. He's, like, going along, and then he goes down into the ground for, like, a metre, and yeah. he pops back out. So I mean, That would be confusing, though, because he does look like... Every, every time he stops, he looks like he's dizzy. Yeah, I was going to say, is it just because he spins? I think it might be. Right. Is it a compulsion? Is it, like, a... Maybe maybe that's the only way he ever learned to travel. Maybe it's the only way he ever learned to walk, because uh, the Tasmanian she-devil, she... Oh, no, she did spin about. Did she? Or, oh, no, No, Bugs span span when he was dressed as the Tasmanian She-Devil. So I don't know, is the spinning just a Taz thing? I'm not sure. I mean, Um, I I think I remember seeing it in other other things, but I don't want to allow that to um, flavour what I'm thinking here, because that could be something that happens in the interim. But it is something that Bugs can do, we know that. Yeah. But also, like... But Bugs is very good at imitating people. That's true. But also, when, to, to the extent that like he's just arrived in Tasmania, yeah. he's thrown together a Tasmanian she-devil disguise yeah. out of a bear trap and a mop head. Yeah, he, just, he just pops into the local hardware store. Who don't seem concerned about the Tasmanian devil. No. Everyone else was, but oh, we'll get to everyone else. Yeah. But, but I don't but think the hardware store owner was on there. No, not a real character. No. <laughs> but Bugs, he disguises himself and, like... Taz recognises him as Marsha, yeah. I think. So he's John. He's John. He's John. She was Marsha. But, like, Bugs is so good at imitating people that, like, when he just throws together this guys, he's a specific yeah, I mean, she-devil that Taz recognises. Unless, unless we didn't happen to see it, but maybe, um, maybe John dropped his wallet and it had a picture of Marsha in it and Bugs happened to see it. I would, I would hope the portal would show I'm going to start calling John. He's <laughs> John. Yeah, we know that. He's John. You know, John. He responds to it straight away. Yeah. John, I'm John wondering, who? is Marsha his wife? And he just can't tell the difference between, like, bugs dressed as any Tasmanian devil uh, yeah. female. Uh, or is it, like, someone else he's had his eye on? Or, or, is, did, or did he just try it out? Or is Marsha the only... Tasmanian she-devil. Yeah, maybe. Because maybe there's only he is one. The Tasmanian devil, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Because he's more like it's not. He's more like a sort of Bigfoot situation. It's more like everyone knows that the Tasmanian devil is around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can go. Maybe she's the only Tasmanian. So, she-devil. so when you dress up as a Tasmanian she-devil, guess, guess which one you are. Like, if you dress up as Frankenstein's monster, which one are you dressing up as? Well, yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> with with the, Wiley the Coyote one. on the case, now now who knows? Well, exactly, yeah. Uh, so when there were all the animals running around, uh, running away from the Tasmanian Devil at the start, the only one who will stop for a moment to talk to Bugs and uh, is a crocodile. But the crocodile, yeah. even the crocodile, just feels the need to turn into a bag. <laughs> He's a transformer. He's a transformer. They turn it into a bag. It didn't do the noise though. No, it just sort of unzips Fol- himself yeah. and flips round, and then this really high pitched voice comes out of the bag. But it's like. Do you, do you think uh, crocodiles... It's bag a job. 
Well, I'm thinking, are they are they like uh, in the, in this world? Are crocodiles a marsupial? Do they have a pouch they can get in? They have a pouch and turn inside out. Yeah, like a werebear. <laughs> so they all skin, they must all be skin on the inside as well. <laughs> yeah. Like or well, well the pouch is skin. The pa- so, so so if you had a pouch here, I'm miming by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, great and you, radio. And you pulled it up over your knees. Yeah. And then popped yourself into it. It would still be skin because all has to be a skin on the inside. Yeah, but the, everything here. but everything you've got inside you would have to be pretty flat. Like yeah, but I mean that's not impossible when you're made of paint. No, it's not. I just I just like do that. Like that's so, what they do. They just turn themselves inside out and they're a bag. So are all crocodile skin bags just uh, crocodiles, crocodiles that haven't managed crocodile- to uh, pop well, back, or they've died like that? That's true. They might have just died like that. Yeah. Like a kid putting its head in a paper bag. Yeah. Like, so you like, can't stay like that too long or yeah. you'll suffocate inside yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, it's possible that if somebody forces a crocodile, actually physically turns it into a bag, it dies in the process. If it turns itself into a bag, it can survive. I like the idea that more that it turns itself into a bag, um, but uh, it can, if you clasp it shut... It can't breathe. It can't breathe. It runs so, out of air. So, like, the polite thing to do, if you know this, is, is leave your to bag ask open. the bag. Yeah, just leave it on. If it's alive. Yeah. Are you alive? Uh, yes! Because <laughs> that's you, how the crocodile talks. Then leave it open. Yeah, so, but, yeah, then there's the other opportunity, which is more that it's a job in the real world. Anyone who's got a crocodile yeah. skin bag, it's like you're, you employ a crocodile skin bag. Yeah, like, like it's a one-off payment. That's why it's so expensive. Yeah. It's a really expensive object because, yeah. like, it's actually just uh, what you're doing is paying it a life's wage. Yeah, <laughs> so a real luxury. Yeah, uh, I mean, so crocodiles. Uh, I mean, I wish we had Joel here because uh, I don't know if crocodiles are in Tasmania. I don't think they are. Well, I think one day we have to just binge watch all of the Tasmania Lions? series and get Joel down. zebras, giraffes. I don't know. I don't think they're in. I don't think these things are in Tasmania. I think Tasmania is quite a... I think it's a lot like Madagascar, where it has, like, weird, unique life. Yeah, although... And doesn't have a lot of the standard large mammals. Although, if there are any of them there... Yeah. Like, because if we think Taz wrote that menu at the start... That's true. Like, he's... In, he's, he's So we've got to think all of them are there. Including Giselles. Giselles. Uh, which wasn't Bugs Bunny mispronouncing it because he stopped and went, that's not an animal. Yeah. Uh, and also Gnus. <laughs> um, so. But there so, again. So that's uh, another thing. Possibly, uh, well, either or, or Taz is just like hedging his bets and he's just writing a list of things he will eat. It doesn't necessarily mean they're all there. Has he cro- he's just been crossing them off. He's just like, yeah, I'd eat that. Yeah, I'd eat that. What about this? Yeah, I'd eat that. And somebody went, Gnus? It was yeah, like a drunk conversation once. Yeah, and like, just like, I'll eat a Gnu. Uh, Giselle's? I'll eat a Giselle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't that. Oh, mate, I'd chew it right down like an old Twix. Don't you worry about that. But yeah, I got the impression, because there's another part after Bugs says he's a monkey, which wasn't on the list, which mm. is interesting, because there's a lot on the list, but monkeys weren't there. Yeah, were monkeys in the stampede? Don't think so. Right, okay. Because I think they would. Uh, I think they've all read that list. Because the yeah. crocodile had it and gave it over. I'm guessing Taz went round and delivered them by hand Just to so every you know, animal. When I'm coming, I-, I will eat you. These are the people you need to run. Yeah. Um, but when Bugs says he's a monkey and Taz, you know, gets him sussed, mm. he susses quite quick as well. He um, he speaks, but in a sort of yodery way. 
It's like, yeah. what for you say? But like, I don't know, it had a sort of old timey sensibility to me. Yeah. Like, like, you know, why for did you say this? So I, I have a feeling that maybe, Taz... Maybe is, Taz has been around for a very long time. Well, I think he's... Is he a force of nature? I wonder if he's in another sort of, or at least at some point was in a Robinson Crusoe sort of situation, sort of like your 70 Samuels for a while. Possibly. Like, and, like, has managed to hang on to some of those sorts of ideas. But yeah. Just can't contain himself. But I think I need to see more of his family life. And yes. What, and more of what life is like in Tasmania outside of the Tasmanian Devil's involvement. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. So I reckon that's probably about all we're getting out uh, this week. But we've I had some so. big ticks. We are, 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 literally uh, uh, big yeah. giant ticks. Yeah, big giant ticks. I, I, I think we've I think we've uncovered some 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 good juicy nugs this week. Yeah, that's good. Uh, a lot of them to do with uh, with flight. Yes, a lot to do with flight. a lot of flying. Um, and so uh, I think that helped us uh, pick a song because, as ever, we're going to leave you with a little song. But yep. uh, thanks for bearing with us uh, over the hiatus, and mm. uh, we're back. I know this one's going out a little late, but uh, we're, we're trying to get back on schedule. Um, these, these things happen. These things happen, but we'll 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 be back soon. I'm I'm, I'm going to quote a very famous line from um, Ghostbusters Two. Okay, better late than never. Better late than never, eh? Uh, so uh, yeah. Um, uh, thanks for bearing with us. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully on the correct day. Uh, yep. And until then, we'll leave you with Frank Sinatra. Come fly with me. So enjoy. Bye! Come fly with me. Let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in Far Bombay, come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Come fly with me, let's float down to Peru. In Lama Land, there's a one-man band and he'll toot his flute for you. Come fly with me, let's take off in the blue. Once I get you up there Where the air is rarefied We'll just glide starry-eyed Once I get you up there I'll be holding you so near You may hear angels cheer Cause we're together Weather-wise, it's such a lovely day Just say the words And we'll beat the birds down to Acapulco Bay It's perfect for a flying honeymoon, they say Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away I get you up there Where the air is rarefied We'll 
just glide starry-eyed Once I get you up there I'll be holding you so near You may hear angels cheer Cause we're together Weather-wise, it's such a lovely day You just say the words and we'll beat the birds down to Acapulco Bay It's perfect for a flying honeymoon, they say Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly Pack up, let's fly away 